They put on the helmet and pads. Flattened by a reader, short of the line of scrimmage. And make the big plays. Here comes Merciless, shock fumble, and the Texans have the ball. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. Got that first hit? You always need that first hit just to get into the rhythm. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. That was just a fun little tweet I sent out, but I was like, didn't expect it to blow up the way it did. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sadu, and Drew Doherty. Hello, Texans. We are in Stafford at the Fuddruckers location here. And it's Mark Vandermeer with Drew Doherty and D.P. Sidhu. Whitney Merciless is coming in any second as Whitney, outside linebacker for your Texans, and the rest of the squad will be at Denver on Sunday, and a new Texan will join them on the trip, and that would be one Demarius Thomas, pending a physical tomorrow. How about it? Yes, the Texans made a deal for Demarius Thomas today. Broncos wide receiver, no longer a Broncos wide receiver. Now he's a Houston Texan, and we look forward to catching up with him tomorrow as Whitney Merciless makes his way in. But a big deal today for the Houston Texans as they get some fortification offensively. Will Fuller, unfortunately, out for the season with the ACL. And Demarius Thomas, now a Houston Texan. And this is the biggest in-season acquisition in the history of the franchise, there's no doubt about it. Read all about it at HoustonTexans.com or just listen to us because we'll give you all the info on it tonight. Right now, introducing, reintroducing Whitney Merciless here at Fuddruckers. Hey. All right. Good to see you. Yeah, same here. How you doing? What do you think of the deal, of the trade? Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Ah, I mean, it's unfortunate that Wolf Willow went down for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy who can stretch the field, um, really alleviate a lot of uh, double teams and all that. On all the other receivers, especially Hop as well. Um, Mary Thomas, he's got great hands, uh, good speed, um, physical receiver as well, too. So it's awesome to see him. It's going to be awesome to see him do work for us. Have you noticed much about him throughout your career? I know he's different positions, different mm-hmm. side of the ball, different city, all that stuff. But he's a star. W- what have you noticed about him throughout your time in the NFL? Yeah, man, he, man, he runs some great routes. Um, that's something I've noticed, especially in the red zone, too. Um, definitely a big red zone threat as he's been with Denver. And, uh, you know, what I've seen so far lately when he's been in Denver with Case, Case, Case was that was his favorite receiver mm-hmm. uh, to go to for sure. And so um, can't wait to see what the chemistry is like, especially coming over here. How hard is it to get somebody acclimated, though, especially on offense mm-hmm. when, you know, I, I guess def- any which way it's going to be tough. Yeah. I remember John Simon coming in. The week of the Colts game in 2014, it was a Thursday night game, and he had a sack in that game. But outside linebacker might be a bit different. You (laughs) can throw yourself out there for some situational work. How does that work? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, on the offensive side, it's different. It's Mm -hmm. it's just different. I've heard some of the plays that it's, I mean, it's like 20 20 words in a play. And I'm like, how do you even keep up with that? With us on defense, it's very simple. Sometimes you can draw up schemes to where, like, you just plug a guy in who just comes right away and he goes out there and he just yeah. does his job for those two, for those two plays or so. On offense, you know, you got to know where, you know, to line up, the cut splits, things like that, um, in order to run, run the right route mm-hmm. uh, as far as the, what the offense um, asks of you. And so uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, being a seasoned veteran, um, the biggest thing is that, most everybody has the same offensive play playbook, so right. yeah, he's going to be able to plug in uh, or kind of like 
be able to reference or can you know, compare some things that he's had in the past and yep. uh, put it all together. I would think having Wes Welker here is going to help him too because the two of them were teammates. Oh, Wes, obviously, yeah. obviously here now with the Texans, you know, maybe he can sort of parlay that into information like, oh, remember when we did it like this in Denver? Mm-hmm. This is sort of what the route is now. I would think that's got to help sort of get him up to speed a lot faster. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Wes, he, he's definitely a crappy guy as well, you know, you know as far as him, his time um, playing days and then also what he's doing coaching-wise and help, really helping the receivers. Uh, and for him, he'd be a great. He's a great asset, especially for Demarius, in order to understand, uh, you know, the playbook, where to line up, things like that. Things that he sees based off of, uh, based off the coverage um, coverage looks that defense gives him. How'd you find out about the news? Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I know you. I know you've had a long day. You started early. You were yeah. doing some stuff around town and on TV. But oh yeah, you saw on the radio this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw it on Twitter. You you go back and forth with any of your uh, current Texans teammates about the deal? No, not at all. No? Uh, just, just seen it, and I was like, man, all right, awesome. Can't wait to see, <laughs> can't wait to do this uh, and see how it works out uh, during practice this week. And, uh, man, I was just going throughout my day. I didn't really have time to, like, you know, yeah. chit-chat with somebody and be like, oh, yo, did you just check this out? <laughs> Sweet move. <Yeah. laughs> Whitney, Luke Richardson, who is the sports performance coordinator for the Texans and was at Denver, I'm sure they must have talked to him about what it's like to be around Demarius Thomas on a daily basis. Those guys are good guys to talk to in this situation, right? Your strength and conditioning people are around you maybe more than your position coach or your head coach, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, definitely. Those guys, man, like, of course they work our bodies, and we work with them to, you know, be in the best shape of our lives, no doubt. And uh, for Luke, for his crew coming from Denver, they know him, uh, Demarius very, very well. You know, a lot of those guys over on the Broncos. And uh, he, he'll definitely tell us uh, what kind of uh, guy Demarius is. Um, seems like, you know, he's a guy who really uh, of high character, no doubt, and, um, you know, really him, uh, holds himself well together and seems like to be a, very much a leader as well, too. Mm-hmm. Whitney, what's this week going to be like for you playing in the altitude? I know you guys have done it before, <laughs> yeah. but, like, obviously Luke's been there, mm-hmm. and now he comes here. Do you, I mean, do you prepare differently this week than you do any other week? No, I mean, you just, uh, we practice, we condition as much as we can. One of the biggest things is uh, hydration. Um, that's one thing that you do differently because, the, uh, like, the altitude, it dries out your skin, sinuses, things like that. So the best way to, uh, to combat that is to hydrate as much as possible throughout the week. Um, also, uh, I know beet juice does a, a great job for the respiratory system as well, too. Beet juice? Yeah, beet juice is good. Yeah, oh, really I've already good. had mine today. <laughs> <laughs> they have it here at Fuddruckers. I don't think so. Like in shake form? Yeah, this altitude is nothing for Whitney because he's played in Mexico. That's about yeah. 8,000 feet. And then you went on that trip to Mexico, yeah. and we were as we're leaving, you know, the group is getting ready to go. I turned to you, and I said, man, have you noticed the altitude? It's been, been kind of hard, hasn't it? And you're like, Nope, not really. And then I remembered, <clears throat> oh, yeah, uh, Whitney's a professional athlete, and I'm not, so it's no big deal. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember doesn't that. doesn't matter, huh? Uh, no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, look, you got to strap up and play anyways. It doesn't even matter, right? But uh, I will say in the first quarter, um, yeah, whether playing in Denver or Mexico, I felt it, no doubt. Did you? Um, throughout the game, I got used to it. Um, it's just the first initial, like, you know, uh, running around or hitting, it's like, oh. Ooh, man, okay, this is different. This is different. Yeah. Okay, we got to we got to fight through this. We got to uh, you know, just be strong mentally and just like work through it and allow the body to uh, adjust and adapt. Well, they have the Olympic Training Center there in Colorado Springs. 
I guess, to get them yeah. that kind of experience. And then when they go in a lower altitude, they're that much more ahead of the game. I mean, <laughs> but by that logic, football-wise, the Broncos should be undefeated on undefeated the road. Undefeated, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it goes more. I mean, there's more to it than that. You already know. Yeah. Right? Execution penalties, things like that. Sure. But uh, should be the well most well-conditioned team, no doubt. <laughs> Whitney, I feel like the last time you were here, it was early on in the season. The winning streak hadn't started yet. So much has changed, obviously, yeah, yeah. since your last appearance. What's it like? Five and three. Mm-hmm. You had a nice little weekend off. Yeah. Five in a row. The big Thursday night win against the Dolphins compared to where the season started. You know, I know a lot of players have talked about they didn't really lose any hope, but I, I got to imagine you got to mm-hmm. really like this spot now heading into the second half. Yeah, I can think of the times that we were worse. I mean, remember the year that we were two and five. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody thought it was all over. And then right. on three, oh, everything's all over. No, we just understood that we got to put our heads down and really just truck along and keep, the, keep doing or improving things that we're not doing so well. And looking at the film, we were losing by close bouts. It was just yeah. um, a play here, a play there, execution, penalties. We were shooting ourselves in the foot. So we understood that we have to do better and really take care of the ball and play more complimentary football. And uh, sure enough, we've been doing that for the last five games, uh, doing getting takeaways on defense, protecting the ball on offense, playing great on special teams. And that's really added up to allowing us to win these five, five games and hopefully continue on and do the same. What's been better for you personally over this span? Oh, man. Uh, man. Coverages. Coverages. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Coverages. Just being in the right spot because uh, I remember um, during the Bills game, I, they they threw a, a dig behind me, a uh, dig route. And it, um, it was, like, really deep, uh, unusually as well, too. And I went to go, uh, you know, break on the route. No, it was on Shady McCoy. And sure enough, they landed it right behind me. And I'm like, ah, man, I just I just screwed our whole entire defense. We should have been off on third down. So mm. I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing a better job as far as that goes and just being, being very disciplined. And uh, definitely just being able to adjust rushing on the inside versus the guard. Usually I'm over, at, you know, mugged up over the center when we have our odd look and, uh, you know, doing a spin move here, a spin move there. Uh, but understanding how to rush, uh, yeah, coordinate my rushes on the inside, on the interior, because everything happens a lot quicker. When I'm on the edge, I get a chance to, you know, kind of like freestyle a little bit and I have a little bit more space to play around with the tackle. Is that a timing and reps type of thing where you just need more reps to yeah. perfect the timing? Or? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, because, you know, um, I, I've done it before, but not as much as what I'm doing it right now. And so it, being able to rep it a lot more and understand how to attack those guards and understand what their weaknesses are, uh, whether it's games or, you know, being off the ball maybe a yard or two and just running in and kind of like, you know, saucing them up a little bit. Uh, and, and just understanding to use my hands a little bit faster than what I would do on the edge. That Jags game, you had the two forced fumbles. Seemed like you were like in the right place at the right time. Oh uh, yeah. What was working for you well in that game? Because your second fumble, yeah. forced fumble, actually led to them benching Blake Bortles. <laughs> after that, it's all your fault. I felt Whitney. like yeah. Whitney, Whitney fault, actually Whitney. created all this domino effect of, ha- of things that happened in the game. Oh man, it's always a great feeling when you get that hat. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't want everybody to lose their job, but uh, you know, I got to eat too. But um. Uh, no, so it, it, I just understood I need to affect the game in some way, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever position that I'm at. It doesn't even matter. I mean, and sure enough, you know, the fir- when the start of the drive, when the first home will happen, um, you know, just right, we did a game. Me and J.J. did a game. He came inside. I, I wrapped around outside hoping Blake Boyd is come, comes, you know, all the way, like flushes out the pocket. 
Uh, he doesn't. He runs. He, he's looking at trying to stand or scramble because he doesn't see his reads or anything like that. Takes off. And all I'm doing is just, like, trying to, like, gauge it. Okay, I hope he's got this ball, like, flailing out of there. And all <laughs> I do is just swipe at Loosey it. Loosey-goosey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, start the game that way. I'm like, okay, all right, we got this. Hopefully we get some more of these. And sure enough, uh, towards the end, Blake Bortles fumbles again right. for a second time, gets benched. And then towards the fourth quarter, get another one, but I couldn't re- recover the fumble. <laughs> well, it, Kessler- it, seemed, it seemed like the Jags were so dominant heading into that game, and I felt like during the course of that game, yeah. you really just took the, all the steam out of them. They'd lost a couple of games tough before oh, yeah. that, but could you sort of sense the change in them during that game on the field? Yeah, it seems, you know, when, when teams like, start losing, you know, uh, in a row like that consecutively, it's like some it, teams will go either one of two ways. Is it? It's either like us, where we'll put our heads down, don't point fingers, look to ourselves, understand what we can do better, and move along and start winning more games. Or we can start pointing fingers, uh, saying you're doing this, you're doing that, um, and not really looking at the uh, looking at ourselves inwardly mm-hmm. and trying to correct the problem and move on and uh, be a better team. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of demoralizing to a team when you constantly take the ball away, yep. intercept them, uh, you know, stop them in the run game, things of that nature. And so uh, we did that, and it, it proved very well for us. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, DP's right. They were dominating at home. They were mm-hmm. playing well at home with New England and everything, but they had a couple of losses on the road. They brought that home with them, and you guys obviously helped. Mm-hmm. You talked about running a game with J.J. Is that always part of a total defensive call, or do you guys sometimes say to each other, now, let's do this here <laughs> as part of this defensive call how does that work yeah so sometimes it's built into the call um Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not uh sometimes we just if we have a four down look we have free range to do you know whether we want to go straight and get a one-on-one or you know uh what me and jd or duke and jj Mm -hmm. or vice versa however it it matches up uh pretty much we'll run a game individually uh you know whether jd stunts inside hits the guard i kind of come and loop outside or i go hit the tackle in his hip pocket and then JD sells it up the field about three steps and comes right back under. And so right. we get to do be very creative to really get those guys off the rocker and uh, really get guessing. Uh, it's kind of like checkers or chess out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because they don't know what's coming sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Their head, like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny just to see those guys like panic because their heads are like always spinning, and then all of a sudden you see JD big self like come in and smack <laughs> them straight in the head, and I'm just like, "Ooh, bro, I'm sorry for you, but I gotta go get this sack though." <laughs> he's so explosive, like mm-hmm. in such a short distance. How he's able to get off to like such a high speed so quickly. Yeah, it's really amazing. I can see what you're saying by oh yeah, th- you know the the opposing offense is being like, oh how. Like, where, where did you come from? Oh, yeah. Uh, you talking about J.D.? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I mean, all a... of you guys in general, but, like, that seems to be sort of his specialty. Just oh, no. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Because uh, J.D., he's he, he's one heck of a talent that's uh, very rare, and he's a rare breed, no doubt. And uh, just to see his first step off the ball is just ridiculous. He's a long – he's he's like a giraffe. <laughs> a strong giraffe. <laughs> a very that's coordinated how, yeah, giraffe, yeah. Bigger exactly. legs, maybe. <laughs> he's so strong. It's uh, it's ridiculous how strong he is. He, I mean, he goes with the best of them. And, you know, sometimes it's funny when you see him, like, go against all offensive tackles who weigh 360, 80 pounds, and he's holding them with one arm. And I'm just like, bro, it's just wow. ridiculous what you can do. He, does, he doesn't <laughs> just get after the quarterback sometimes. He also can – embarrass you and or hurt you oh, if yeah. you're an offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, man, I remember. I think it was 
was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. It was in 16. And uh, Jay, uh, we get a turnover. Uh, somebody, somebody gets a pick. But when, I think it was the Jags game. It was like Battle Red. And this lineman is coming out. Uh, it's just running full steam at JD. And uh, JD, like, picks him out. And he knows he's coming uh, trying to knock JD's head off. But JD stands there and hits him. I'm, this guy's like 330, 340. And lays him flat on the ground, and JD just stands over him, just like, "Oh, that's just sick. That's just sick, man. You shouldn't even try him like that, man." Is that the kind of? Th- Do you guys watch some of that stuff in the film room? Oh that no, gets replayed. Oh, yeah. like the things yeah. that you laugh at. Oh no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, what goes on on the field sometimes? It's just like, what? What is somebody doing? What are they thinking? Right. Um, like I, I know for instance, uh, this past game versus the Dolphins, uh, PK, uh, Peter Cullenby. Yeah. He uh so he he makes a tackle and this lineman just smokes him in the, in his neck and he just gets a stinger, you know he, he's completely fine and <laughs> yeah <laughs> he starts to try to get up and he's walking on his knees at first, <laughs> gets up like starts walking towards the, uh, the the Dolphins bench and then turns back around he's like I messed up man I messed up and runs to the sideline it's much funnier on film no yeah, doubt yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we have our own commentary he's just like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that I can't really repeat it right, sure. <laughs> exactly because you're well, doing all the general schematics <laughs> but you also isolate a few things like that yeah, right exactly yeah. Makes exactly it fun oh yeah it's always fun uh, you know in the film room sometimes it gets dull so you got to you know be able to do mm-hmm. something to wake up and you know really make some jokes <laughs> with some guys in there all right, Wendy Merciless is with us, and we're going to take some questions from the crowd. We've got a question from a player, too. It's all happening here at the Stafford Fuddruckers with Whitney on Texans Radio. Keep it here for more of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show, right here on Texans Radio. Back to Fuddruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. Here we are at Fuddruckers and Stafford. Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty with Whitney Merciless in the house signing autographs. And, boy, we've got a great crowd here tonight. But we always do here, no matter what the record is. But the record is good now, 5-3 and with five consecutive victories. No doubt. Very, very nice. On the way to Denver on Sunday, and it's kind of a weird time in that you played Thursday, you got the weekend off, you play Sunday, you get next week off, not all of it, but a lot of it, (laughs) and then you're back on the road against Washington. So what about having a one-game situation in a 24-day span? It's perfect. Um, A lot of time for a lot of guys to rest, recover, um, especially guys who are injured and all that, uh, Mm -hmm. to really get some time to get their bodies healed up. Um, so they're ready to go for the long haul for the rest of the season. Yeah. And, uh, man, I think it's like the perfect situation for us. And it's perfect for you. I mean, guys like you, because you're never 100% once the season starts. So exactly. everybody else that's not really nursing a serious injury, mm-hmm. they're also getting a little bit better too, right? Exactly. Like, for example, I mean, we had the Thursday game. We got like three days off. That was perfect for guys to yeah. get a mm-hmm. lot of rest in, a lot of sleep, uh, especially turn around on a short week as well. And now, you know, we're getting prepared for Denver. You get the whole week off and next week. So guys are going to be able to do the same thing, sleep as much as they want to, rat, you know, rehab, do all that good stuff. It's got to be nice to have a job where they tell you to sleep a lot. Like, you guys <laughs> need <laughs> to sleep a lot. <laughs> and get massages. All, yes, all you guys talk massages. about all the massages you'll get. Oh, yeah. Do a better That's job. Awesome. Oh, no better job than that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, we have some questions from the crowd. But first, a question from a Texans player for Whitney Merciless. Ooh. What is it? 
Hey, Witt, this is Dylan Cole. Got a quick question for you. Who do you think is more handicapped, me in a cast or you with nine and a half fingers? <laughs> oh, no. Not another Not one of these. Not another one of those. No, Whitney, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I will answer this for Dylan. Mm. All right. I look. I'm not on IR, man. <laughs> I'm more mobile. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, a, a bunch of, not a bunch, you can bring back two guys from IR. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, a, you know, we have a lot of players on the roster here who, not a lot, but some who are injured, mm -hmm. who haven't been playing. Like Aaron Colvin's not on IR, but he can come back at some point. So yes. you're going to get some players back here oh, at some yeah. point pretty soon. It's going to be nice for that final stretch run. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Just get those guys back, um, especially in the secondary as well, too. Mm -hmm. I know we've got, gotten banged up uh, back there, so it'd be great to have guys fill in and uh, come back and hit, hit the ground running, essentially, and really helping the, the team win and getting more, uh, you know, takeaways, things like that, more scores, uh, better special teams play. Have you that. been lobbying for time at inside linebacker? Because I, I see Peter Calabai going inside <laughs> linebacker. You see Brennan Scarlett playing inside <laughs> linebacker. He's like, hey, what about me? I can play inside backer. Man, actually, I've been playing a little bit of inside yeah. backer. I mean, there's a couple plays where I'm off the ball, and I got to go. Yeah, you I line up go everywhere as it is, it seems like. Oh, so yeah. I'm playing corner in the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> going down the field, just yeah. lock it. It was Merciless Island. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yo, I will say, look, I'm glad that. I got that in, you know, <laughs> uh, but I'm not doing that anymore because <laughs> I may lose that battle for sure. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions from the crowd here at Bud Ruckers. What's your name and what's your question? Jessalyn, what type of advice or work do you usually do with incoming Texans rookies to help them out? Mm, that's a good question. That is a great question. Uh, well, we already have a uh, rookie program for them that's uh, already uh, – you know, built in for them to understand how to, uh, you know, their everyday living, when moving in from out of town, things like that. Uh, uh, you know, other situations such as, uh, you know, anything like that regards like violence, police, things like mm -hmm. things of that nature. And then also the coach always harps on them to tell them, pick out a veteran uh, that is, uh, you know, somebody they want to mold themselves after. Uh, somebody that they look after. And sure enough, we had rookies, I've had rookies come up to me, especially in my room, uh, outside at the outside linebacker group, uh, come up to me, ask me, how do I take care of my body? Uh, what do I need to do um, as far as, uh, you know, the financial situation, things like that. So it's always great to be able to help those guys out. Uh, everything that I've learned within the last seven years that I've been with the Texans uh, and really pay it forward. It's like I'm, a mentoring program of sorts. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. a, like a normal job, you'd have a mentor at work. Did you have some, somebody like that when you first came in? Yeah, when I first came in. So I had... Uh, Was it cushy? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, wanted, wanted to rip my head off. That's an interesting mentor to have. Yeah. Man, well, I had uh, Connor, uh, Brooks Reed, yeah. sure enough, Cush. Uh, man, he's crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, then after that, we had the second year that I was here, I had uh, Brady... Brady, uh, James. Brady, Brady James. James, yeah, Brady oh, yeah. James, okay. and he was great, uh, great mentor for me as well. Boy, you forget that he was on the Texans for a minute. Brady James, former Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the question. And what's your name? Hi, I'm Grace. Grace, what's your question? How has the game changed since your rookie year, and is it easy to adapt to an ever-changing league? Yeah, um, that's a good question. It's changed dramatically. Uh, when I was a rookie, I had no idea uh, as far as how intricate the concepts of offenses were. Uh, defenses, how everything works in unison, especially special teams as well, too. Now, as a uh, veteran, now I can pick apart everything. I can 
it's crazy. I never knew any route concepts before or anything right. like that. Now, since I dropped in the coverage, I've got to understand, like, you know, uh, it, I'm going to use some terms. Bullets, uh, bullet yeah. shake, things like that. It's weird. Um, bullet shake? <laughs> Do they serve that here at Fuddruckers? Maybe. The you put your shake. vegetables oh. in it, and then you turn <laughs> it on. Some watermelon, some pineapples, <laughs> chia seeds, ice. Entire apples. Yeah. So it's that's really a new. Th- that's this year, though, right? That you're dropping into coverage and having to learn routes. Like that's well, is that I've, pretty new? I've been doing uh, some of it, but now I'm doing more of it. Uh, it's been added to my plate a little bit more, just uh, based on like third down, uh, third down looks and things like that that Romeo mm-hmm. sees, and uh, that's really helped uh, help my game uh, understand where the ball is going before it, the ball is even snapped. Um, you know, whether a screen a screen is coming, you know, jailbreak screens, stuff, stuff like that. So I've really matured over time. So a lot of the rookies that are coming in now, their heads are swimming, no doubt. There's a lot of information to process. But as time goes on, they will de- definitely get it. Excellent. Thanks, Grace. All right, what's your name and what's your question? My name's Amy, and my question is, how difficult is it to master the many roles that you play on this defense? Mm. How easy? Or how difficult? Or how difficult? <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. It's a, it's a, it's it's a step at a time. I'll say, mm-hmm. and you have it. Where you build that is really training camp. You know, you have to mm-hmm. take it. You have to take it a day at a time, a rep at a time. One day you have to focus on, hey, I'm gonna stop the run. That's it. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else. If I screw everything else up, that's okay. But uh, what I'm gonna do is perfect my craft and run on this day. The next day, I'm gonna perfect my craft, pat rushing the passer. The next day, I'm gonna run perfect my game dropping in coverage and so it's just really a build up to everything so that you master everything you can't do it all at once because you it's not going to work at all how'd you come up with that theory did that come from a coach a player yourself no not at all not at all it's uh so i I just took it as i mean so when we have braves here he would say perfect your craft like okay in the run game i want you to focus on nothing but hands that's it but i took that small concept and just built it into the entire Mm -hmm. concept of you know, my game. Okay, this day, if it's going to be just about hands, then it's going to be all about pass rush. I don't worry. My hand speed, uh, look at the tackles as set, things like that. And then the next day, I would perfect my game in the run game. Like, uh, let me see the formation. What are they going to run at the, Run at me? Whether it's going to be a flash or it's going to be like a boss play where the uh, tight end and the fullback is coming at me. So I've got to make sure I set the edge I'm at least two to three yards deep in the backfield and man, fall off and make the tackle. So it's just it's just really taking that small concept of taking uh, one piece of your game and perfecting it on that day and just building throughout the each day that you go forward, especially in training camp and OTAs. How many guys are doing that in preseason games? Oh man, yeah, I mean, I would say it's a lot of veterans. So you got to uh, kind of take that in mind when you're watching a preseason game. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Especially in you know the rookies who get the coaching and all that and who understand it are the guys who excel uh, greatly, uh, especially when their bodies get tired and things like that. Because at the end of the day, your technique is what is going to save you uh, no matter what. Is it fair to say that you were a rookie your rookie year and then you were a rookie in 2014 with this new coaching staff? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I feel like you went through like a learning curve twice. Man, it was was a lot. It was a lot. Because they do expect a lot. This defense does expect a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, So when we had Wade Phillips, um, you know, it's kind of like see ball, go get ball. Uh, if your name is called, you're going to go rush. If your name is not called, you're pretty much you're going to be dropping for sure. It's, it was pretty simple. Uh, now when you transition to Rack's defense, Romeo Cornell's, 
it was a little difficult for me because now I had to understand the concept of uh, coverages, like cover twos, cover threes, cover fours, sixes, things like that. Um, understanding where the weaknesses are within those coverages, our defense, stuff like that. Then a lot more responsibility on the linebackers to make the calls versus where where we're going to come from the rush, who's going to be dropping, things of that nature. Where are we going to send the blitz from? And that kind of really was difficult for me uh, just to understand because I, I kept on getting some of, the, some of those coverages and all those responsibilities were mixed up, and I just couldn't get it because I've never done it before. Right. Um, but Sam, And you only started playing football in, like, high school. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. I've never learned any, anything about coverages you at you all. You never learned about coverages. All my coaches were like, man, you're big enough. All right. All just, I do, just go do your thing. Yeah, exactly. Just go see it. You see the ball? Just go tackle it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you know where it is first, though. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I, you know, the thing is, once I w- was able to go through that fire, you know, until 2014, I'd grown and uh, uh, was able to get down to grasp with the concept of the defense and uh, excel from there. All right, next question. What's your name and what's your question? Hi, Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Um, as a veteran, what types of goals do you set for yourself from season to season or week to week? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. From week to week, I'd say uh, the goals that I set is uh, you know, pretty much what am I going to do nutrition-wise, uh, what am I going to hit, uh, especially in the weight room, um, what numbers like bench, squat, things of that nature. Uh, also, what rehab treatment am I going to do? Uh, so that I'm flexible, things like that. Uh, from from a, a uh, veteran's perspective, as far as a, as a player, what I kind of set my goals are is to become the best outside linebacker in the top five or something like that, right? Something astronomical. I, I try to shoot high um, and uh, pretty much go to the Pro Bowl or be uh, the Pro Bowl ballot uh, type of player, um, defensive MVP, things of that nature. So th- when you're lifting weights in the season, you actually set goals for yourself, like, I want to reach this number? Because I thought during the season it's more about mm-hmm. maintaining what you've done in the off season, but you're still trying to get stronger even while playing games. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's funny, like, when you're playing all these games, sometimes you feel like if, if you don't lift as hard um, or don't train the body as hard, well, for me, essentially, I feel like I'm not – I'm not going to be as strong as I need to be on the field. So I'm always like constantly pushing, uh, pushing the, uh, the note to get stronger and stronger no matter what. I'm not comparing your working out to my working out, but when I <laughs> but go. But you're about to. But I'm about to. <laughs> but then you're sore. So then how do you manage that soreness with game soreness? Speak for yourself, D.P. <laughs> you're not lifting right, Drew. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay, so game Correct, soreness. Correct. Right, right with me. If you lift heavy, then you should be sore. True, true. But, but I don't get sore. But. <laughs> I don't get sore. He doesn't get sore. <laughs> no. Oh, so Drew is just like Whitney. I was right. This is where this is going. I was right. This is where this is going. I'm still stuck on we had somebody ask a question whose name is Rochelle, and I wanted to drop a Seinfeld Rochelle Rochelle <laughs> reference very badly. All right. Whitney Merciless is with us. We have more questions, and I've got more questions, and we've got a game at Denver on Sunday as the Texans go for six in a row. It's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show in Stafford. The big finish is up next. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. Continues in a moment. Continues. We're back with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. We're live. It's so good. And Whitney's signing a sombrero right now. (laughs) 
I mean, that's the kind of stuff that happens at the Fuddruckers Texan Players Show. You never know what's going to go on. All right, we've had people patiently waiting to ask Whitney questions. So, Lawrence, you are next. Next, what is your question? Right, let's get him the microphone. Okay. What's your favorite Halloween show or movie of all time? Ooh. Dang. Do you like scary movies? Love them. Really? I you love do? Them. Man, oh, okay. I gotta have a horror flick. Really? I got to. Got to. So, what's your favorite? Ooh, um. And, and how old school do we get with this? Because I haven't seen one since, like, the Reagan administration. Man, I can't. Uh, I couldn't even think of any uh, <laughs> old school, days. like, off the top of my head right now. Oh, Chucky? Ch- uh, oh, Chucky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good classic. Play, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, Chucky. That's a great one. Uh, that, is that scary, though, or is that kind of funny scary? I mean, come on. Like, okay, you have a doll. Yeah. In your house, yeah. somewhere. If you got it, you know, you got a daughter or something like that, got a yeah. doll, it's going to creep you out. I'm telling you. It's creepy. Yeah, no doubt. Well, no you, doubt. there's nothing creepier than your three-year-old in the middle of the night coming into the bedroom and you just see the shadowy figure. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, Damien? No, it's okay. It's my kid. It's fine. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Exorcist? Yes. I can't even say the name of the movie without getting chills. Really? That's so scary. Yeah. Hey, like, well, the special I, effects now look cheesy. I mean, like, yeah. you know, every every character looks like that these days. I got a random exorcist yeah. topic. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> that was a weird pause, Drew. Yeah, the priest, it needed it. The priest in that movie that it's featured, yeah. like the real priest that it's featured off of when he right. died. Mm-hmm. And they like went to his room to get to all his stuff. Out, aren't you? stuff. They found all sorts of weird stuff, including mm-hmm. a suitcase full of cooked pancakes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Yo, I was that that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly. Those were used in exorcisms for so I don't know. What oh, pancakes? I was expecting like fingers or hands or something <laughs> like that. Was there any maple syrup? Or was the real syrup or the Aunt Jemima? I feel like this what is was a made-up Drew story. Uh, I, actually, I do make up a lot of stuff, and I yeah, but this mm-hmm. is not. That would up. actually scare me because I, I love French toasts. Okay, next question. Let's get it back on track. Wearing a what jersey? What's your name? Uh, John. John, what's your question? Uh, what would be your ideal group costume idea for the linebackers? Group costume. Oh, Ooh. this is a good question. I was asking Whitney could... about Halloween. Mm. Oh, you guys could do, do you like dress the Temptations up? or something. <laughs> <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Ooh. Oh. Boys to Men. Uh, uh, Why Mar- am I thinking these boy bands? How about huh? like Mario Kart characters? It's a good one. I think oh, that's great. good. That's you know, good. Yeah. yeah. Or every good one. Or Power Rangers. Or the Power, oh, Power Rangers. Yeah. You guys have done that before, haven't you? No, I don't think so. Christian's no. a defensive bi- lineman. Yeah, Christian's big yeah. into the Power Rangers. Yeah, he is. Uh, give us a Halloween costume or two that you wore as a kid. Never wore costume. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you were the. the high I was already scary enough. <laughs> I feel like your linebackers like to dress up like old men. <laughs> like uh, Bernardrick was uh, an old man. I was looking on Instagram. Story. Yeah. We were doing putting likes together to yeah. get together, likes and stuff together. Bernardrick was like an old old man, and then Davin Bellamy was Uncle Drew. <laughs> the and then they were just like they were just like in a picture. It was, it was so random. Ridiculous. I was like, did they plan that? Are you guys just like, dre- why do young people like to dress up like old people? I don't know. Why have, is that? Maybe they, uh, maybe it's because it's something they fear. <laughs> That's scary <laughs> to them. Yeah, aging. Exactly. Okay. I, I get that. I do like the uncle Drew thing though. Yeah. I do like that. I need to see that movie. I know. My I kid actually it. showed me that stuff. He's like, dad, check this out. Uncle <laughs> Drew. It's pretty funny stuff. Uh, let me ask you this about the culture, because you mentioned, you know, certain teams, if they're going through a hard time, they might start pointing fingers or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't. And Bill O'Brien has talked about the locker room, how great mm-hmm. it is. 
And I know you've been around here for a while now, no question. You were drafted in 2012. But what about this group you have here? Because mm-hmm. it, it's interesting to me, Whitney, you add like a Tyron Matthew, and who knows how that's going to work out, but it's worked out so well. He's yeah. not only a fit, he's a contributor and enriches the situation, it appears. Yeah. You know, guys like that and, and the mix all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, really great to have the locker room that we have, honestly. Um, great, high-character guys. Uh, and everybody has a story, you know, their background and all that, who made them them today, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and... You know, going through uh, training camp, we had guys come up, speak about, you know, where they're from, you know, their, their story, stuff like that. And I think that really uh, that really resonated within the team to understand, hey, man, I, you know, I, I know I got my troubles. Somebody else has their troubles. I don't know their story. But, you know, I respect them at the end of the day. It doesn't even matter. And, you know, we may have our different differences and things like that. But at the end of the day, we understand, you know, we're here collectively uh, to accomplish goals. Uh, to, you know, one goal to win. You know the Super Bowl, things, things of that in nature. Win a game each week, and uh, we we just love each other pretty much. It's like you know we like to hang out with each other. You know, uh, man, just uh, talk crap all the time. You know, yeah. on the field, things like things of that nature. It's like it's great to have a uh, a group that can really bond like that and have that type of chemistry because it shows on the field. It seems like everybody does fall into that category of mm-hmm. you're open to sharing, but you guys also have fun. Mm-hmm. Tyron. He's a captain, obviously, this year. But I noticed that pregame, and probably everybody's noticed, yeah. he's the one giving the, the pregame Man, speeches. Man, he's got some good speeches. I mean, I feel like I want Best him to come and give me a speech every day before I, like, start my day. Because <laughs> it just gets you, like, so hyped up. Like, how did that sort of come about? Is, was it like, because it used to be a rotating thing. Yeah. You have different guys giving speeches. But now it's like him. Like, how did that come about? I mean, I think he it was. He was a little uh, too good at it. Huh? I, yeah, I, I think subconsciously we just all said, oh, man, this dude, man, he knows how to talk. So. <laughs> I'm, like, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what? Just let, let T go ahead and take it. Man, we're going to be motivated every single time. So let's yeah. just roll. And that's, uh, that's not an easy thing to do because we've had Arian Foster yeah. in this, sitting in your chair, talk about how most of the time when most guys gave speeches, he was just like, yeah, you know, kind of making a face and like, okay, let's get this. this That's is kind Arian, of, though. This is kind of corny. No, but I, in that instance, I know what you're saying. In that instance, he, I kind of felt like he was talking for a lot of different people, though. <laughs> you know, because it was it was one of those situations where it's just a guy yelling. But you yeah. want somebody who's legitimately good at it, and, and Tyron Matthew like, is. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. He's and got genuine, a way with words. And genuine yeah. in wanting to get people excited, not just trying to yell to get Exactly. To seem like he's excited. Exactly. No, yeah. You know, what you see is what you get out of Tyron. And, uh, you know, every time he comes out there, he's always, got, man, he's always got some great inspirational, you know, things to say to us to get us you know, going and get ready. And uh, sure enough, we're like, I don't think anybody can match that. So <laughs> <laughs> Default. He's, yeah, the exactly. guy. Yeah. he's the guy. We're going to fall back on him. This is the <laughs> longest winning streak since 2012 that was your rookie year. Do you remember? So you had streaks of. Five wins in a row and six wins in a row in that season. Do you remember that well? I mean, obviously, you're probably re- no, <laughs> no, no blur. It was a blur. Okay, yeah, it definitely was a blur. All right, you know what? What I do remember, uh, what was that? The 2012 season uh, on the back half. Didn't we lose like four in a row on like, three out of four to yeah, end the season? Yeah, we were trying to like clinch like home field advantage or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the negative stuff outweighs. Yeah. Because exactly. yeah. you were eleven and one at one point that yep. year. Some tremendous wins. But mm-hmm. look, you're on a roll right now. What does it mean to you? Even on your side of the ball, to know you have Watson on the other side of the ball, man, is great. Uh, we understand that he's going to do. It. He's a tough guy at the end of the day, um, and, and very smart, very uh, instinctive as well. 
Uh, it's almost as if he's a defensive player that's playing offense. It's awesome. Uh, and, and really, he's got a swagger about him, and it's like it's great to see that because he's confident to go out there, and he knows he's going to score points no matter what. Uh, and he's going to do everything that he can to push those chains and get us down to the red zone and go mm-hmm. score points with Hop, uh, Aikens, all, all those guys on offense. How much do you defensive guys interact with him? Man, all the time, all the time. Yeah, it's always fun to uh, you know chat, chat it up with uh, D four. He's a uh, he's a great guy, man. You know, great to talk to. Uh, great to you know go out there on the field and then, like you know he dances all the time. So we over here, we over here just trying to dance with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with Fuller out, obviously they've replaced him. Well, I don't want to say it like that, but they've mm-hmm. fortified the receiving core with Demarius Thomas mm-hmm. in this trade. But what happens to the ping pong situation? Because Fuller is very good at that. So, Whitney, I mean, this is very serious stuff in the locker room. Right? going to prevent him from playing ping pong. Maybe he can play a little bit. But you, the way he plays, though, <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem. That is true. Might have to wait a few months. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah. I, he was a ringleader up there, you know, on that ping pong table. So, uh, man, it's going to fall back on probably Greg Mance. Uh, one of the equipment guys, uh, Blade, man, uh, he's really Really good. Oh, really? Uh, I, you know what? I think he might be the winner, Randy Tramp. I think he beat Will Fuller. So it's gonna. Ooh. I don't know who's gonna represent the receiving core. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be somebody. somebody They've already lost Bruce. Up. Bruce was really good at yeah. ping pong too. Exactly. So. Oh yeah. Maybe Demarius Thomas is good. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> never know. I'm I saw. Will, I saw Will sitting on your end of the locker room the other day. Just, yeah. You know, he's just hanging out with the linebackers. Oh yeah, yeah. We have, man. Will. Will. I love you know, he's seeing good the. On our block, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Welcome to our side yeah, of the locker room. Exactly. <laughs> because the, the offensive guys are clear on one side, mm-hmm. you guys are clear on the other. It's kind of nice to see. Yeah. Defensive, offensive players mixing up in the locker room like that oh yeah it's great it's great you know it, it, it just goes back to what we were talking about the chemistry that goes on in the locker room um it's not like one-sided or you know i don't mess with you i'm just staying on my These side are my guys, yeah. yeah exactly it's like no we mess with everybody you know you gotta get we got great personalities in there and we vibe with each other and uh it, it, and it, it's great because we understand you know we can hype each other up on the field all day long all right so tell us what you're doing i, I know you do so much in the community right now what's important to you right now these days whitney Oh, yeah, man. So I got a uh, cha- uh, charity dinner coming up, which is uh, November 5th uh, at the ballroom at Bayou Place. That is hard to say five times fast, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to try it later. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, it's going to be great, uh, honoring some local Houstonians um, and also revealing our uh, 2018 partners uh, as far as for cerebral palsy. Uh, so that's Monday night. Year. Yep, Monday night. Monday night. It's going to be great. We're going to have a live band. We're going to have some uh, you know, some great dancing out there mm-hmm. for sure. I might just lead it out maybe. I don't know. Just need a couple cocktails maybe. I don't know. We'll <laughs> <laughs> when he's going to be on the dance floor. Was Kareem's thing last night? Yeah, it was last night. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, also, everybody can go there to withmercy.org and purchase tickets that way. Very cool. Now, how's the restaurant doing? Man, pretty good, man. Uh, gotten some great reviews, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was... Uh, I was at a Barbara Bush kickoff event, and uh, a lady came up to me and told me that she went there with her father to one fifth, and uh, said, "Man, this Mediterranean spot is legit." Um, and my and her father's Turkish, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she said, "And for somebody who's Turkish, it's like you know, it's a big deal." I was like, "I right. praise, man." I'm like, "All right, let's see. Hopefully, you know, there's no drop off. There's no drop off. Oh man, it was great all the way through. All right, cool, <laughs> good." <laughs> so uh, no, but uh, you know, Aaron. Everybody said it's you know it's fresh, it's amazing. Uh, everybody loves Mediterranean food. Uh, you know, it's supposed to make help. you live the longest too, right? Oh, really? Yeah, ah, see, I didn't know that. Really? 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 Really?
I didn't know that. You know what, guys? We're just going to, like, stock up on... That's it. We're not going to eat anything else. vitamins. Sorry, Fud I'm having burgers. Sorry. Put some Kalamata olives on your burger. Yeah, they might actually have that here. You never know. That's pretty good stuff. serious, Any plans for the buy? I know we don't want to look ahead, but just, like, after you're done with the Denver game, or do you stick around pretty much? I'll stick around. I know you have your dinner Monday night. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be sticking around, honestly, yeah. just catching up on some sleep. Uh, probably just uh, catching up on some uh, like off field, off field like work or stuff like that mm-hmm. that I got to get caught up on. Probably some neglected bills, maybe. I yeah, don't know. I think it's so funny when players are like, <laughs> I got to catch up on my emails. Yeah, and, like you've got like work, work. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, like yeah. an office job. Man, there's a <laughs> there's a life outside <laughs> of football. No you guys doubt. are not just playing football all the time. Yeah. You guys have like other things, your correspondence that you got to. Oh yeah, up with. there's a, there's so much that's going on, and then you know, yeah, just a recap. You know, well. What will happen after my dinner? Um, definitely, right. there's going to be like recaps and things like that. Uh, that we got to get assembled and uh, mm-hmm. you know, looking forward to the new year and stuff like that. Uh, so it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's and a you lot. you started. You got the dinner coming up, but you were. This was today was dedicated to getting the word out about. Yeah, that, right? it I was. Mean, you started early, didn't you? Yeah, it was about. I got up at four thirty. Wow. Yeah, yeah 430. Day know. off, Whitney. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Hey, this is my last thing, though. It's <laughs> so okay. good. Okay. Good. Going to hit that bed? <laughs> yeah. Sleep sound. Leave the night. That's Go good. Down. That's like good. Like 805. And you go to Denver. You play. It's a 305 central kick. Yeah. You're going to gain an hour in the time zone. Yeah. And it's fall back this weekend. Mm-hmm. So you get oh, the extra right. hour. So Can we get a round sleeping. of applause for that? You're so cool. much sleeping yeah, is going to happen. It's worth I love Everybody loves sleep. Everybody loves sleep, no I doubt. Hate yeah. that, spr- that spring forward is awful, especially spring when you have a baby. Worst. Oh, my gosh, oh, it's no the doubt. worst. Anyway, Whitney, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Good I luck with no everything. I appreciate it. Thank all right. <laughs> Whitney Merciless here at Bud Ruckers at Stafford. <laughs> Texans All Access next, right here on Texans Radio. <laughs> this is Texans Radio. This is Texans Radio. This is...